Welcome to Dreaming the Light. I'm Joanna, your guide on this transformative dream journey. In this podcast, we will explore the world of dreams, sleep, and rest, uncovering their remarkable healing potential, even in the most challenging times. Discover practical tools to navigate nightmares, anxiety, and trauma-related sleep issues as we embark together on a quest to unlock the healing power of your dreams. So, hello everyone. I am extremely honored today to have a chance to talk with Dr. Claire Johnson, which is personally one of my favorite dream experts out there. And she's globally recognized researcher, writer, and teacher in the field of dreams and sleep-related subjects. Many of you may know her from her groundbreaking work around lucid dreams, but that's not the only expertise of Dr. Claire Johnson. She also dedicates a lot of time and effort to study nightmares and how to transform them. And this is what I would like to talk to her about today. I would love to understand how we can transform the nightmares during challenging times that we're experiencing, and also how we can harness the power of dreams to, to bring healing to us in the times that maybe life is quite unbearable. So welcome, Claire. Thank you for being here today with us. Hello, Joanna. It's my pleasure to be here with you today. So I would like to just maybe start to, uh, with asking you, what, why did you decide to look into nightmares? I mean, lucid dreaming, you know, so fascinating and so colorful and it's like completely different world from nightmares. So what put you on this path? Yes. Well, I mean, one of the main things that people do uh, with lucid dreaming is they learn to have a sense of agency in their dreams. They learn that they can change things. They learn that the dream is a thought responsive environment and that their thoughts, intentions, desires, expectations can have an effect on the, on the dream. You know, it's like mm -hmm. a conversation. And so I have Obviously, for myself, I have also worked with lucid dreaming to heal nightmares uh, in the past. And I've seen and experienced this with many other people in my workshops. And I thought, well, you know, this is an area that, that not many people seem to look into, but it's so vital because some people's lives are destroyed by nightmares. Not all nightmares are simply anxiety dreams that come up. Some of them, if they're caused by PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, yeah. they can really explode into your night of sleep and stop you from sleeping. They can terrorize you, basically. These nightmares feel as if they're terrorizing you. And I know that, in fact, nightmares, all dreams, want to heal us. They want right. us to integrate. And so any nightmare is... In fact, shouting, healing is needed. Healing is needed. Look here. There's something mm -hmm. to bring your attention to. And so when we understand that about nightmares, and we know that the dream, any dream, any nightmare is a thought-responsive environment, then we can really start to effectuate great change in our dream life. And that mm -hmm. comes forth and carries over into our waking life. So I decided to look at everything to do with nightmares, from sleep paralysis, anxiety dreams, to recurring nightmares, 
also scary out-of-body experiences, experiences of floating in the black void and mm. around you, which is often associated with a feeling of helplessness and terror. All of these experiences that can crop up in the night of sleep, which really did need looking at. And I created lots of practical solutions and techniques to help people to navigate their night of sleep. Yeah, that, that's, I guess, how your book was born, right? The Art of Transforming Nightmares. Yeah, that's right. Um, when I was a child, I mean, because I think this is a big issue for children as well. When I was a child, I used to have nightmares where I had no idea that I could change the nightmare. I had no idea that I could do anything other than be terrorized and or wake up screaming. And of course, I had to learn the hard way <laughs> through trial and error over years that in fact, mm -hmm. I do have the ability to change my dreams and to change my nightmares, and that nightmares have something to teach me. So it took me a, a long time to, to learn that as a child. And now I wish that everyone could understand how, how we can empower ourselves and how we can work with nightmares for deep, profound, lasting healing, because that also then improves our waking life and improves our night of sleep. And sleep is a healing elixir that we... In itself, right? And anything that disturbs that in a in a negative way, oh, well, it needs changing. It needs attention. So it's with nightmare work, we have to be brave. Mm. But if we face our nightmares, that's when we have this huge potential for growth and transformation and healing. Yeah, that's 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 really something that crossed my mind a lot about how we need to be brave to look into the nightmares. But what's the alternative, right? The alternative is. I think much worse for many of us because the nightmares that we experience can be so terrifying that maybe it's worth to really gather the strength and to say, okay, I'm going to look at this in quotes monster to see what's there. Because as you said, there is a call for help and something that we are, we, we, if we respond to it, it can bring healing to us. And that's, that's something that I think. As you said, no, 20 people know it's kind of like, you know, oh, I have nightmares. Like, oh, I having nightmares all my life. Like it's something just is and, you know, nothing to do about it. Also, I think the reason why it's like that, it's because not many health professional therapists like really learn how to work with nightmares. And it's, it's also causing a problem because if you come to therapy, let's say to deal with, with your issues, problems, difficulties, right? And then you tell that you had dreams or you had nightmares. Maybe not many people really know what to do with it. And then it's just perpetuate the idea that, you know, there is not much that we can do. That's right. And um, one other problem as well is that in situations when suddenly something terrible happens in somebody's life, perhaps uh, they witness somebody they love suffer and die, or they're experiencing a humanitarian crisis. Yeah or something awful just comes up, they don't really have time to go and sit down and read through a book and try out the practices and see which, which works best for them. You know, they need an instant solution. They need instant relief. They need to know that there are very simple techniques that they can implement immediately. And we look at this, for, for, for example, with children, if a child comes to me with a nightmare, whether it's my own child or someone else, um, I always say to them, there's one really simple thing you can do. Mm -hmm. A scary nightmare, you could 
draw a picture of it, but then you draw help into the picture. You draw mm -hmm. help, whether it's, you know, a big strong fireman taking you away or a rescue helicopter or some really wonderful, strong, caring ally who helps you or some sort of magical power that can heal everything and bring people back to life. Whatever it is that makes sense for that child or for that person with the nightmare, draw that help into the picture because our brains, our dreaming brains are very visual. So if we have, a, and nightmares are often very visual, you know, graphic scenes, yes. we yes. have a picture of the terrible situation of our nightmare. And then we also have a picture of the help. This is a visual, very strong visual signal to the brain that actually help is at hand. So we don't have to have that same nightmare again and again because we know, oh, it could go another way. Mm. Being rescued this time instead of dying again and again in this nightmare. And exactly in the same way, we can help adults to, to work with nightmares. There's an amazing technique uh, called imagery rehearsal therapy, yeah. uh, which was created by Dr. Barry Craigcole a few decades ago now. And that, that technique is, is wonderful. It's very simple. And I've used it as the basis for some of my practices in the art of transforming nightmares. And all it is, is you, you tell the dream or. Yeah write the dream down, and then you change something in it. You change something in the nightmare. Perhaps it has a happy ending, or perhaps something humorous happens, or perhaps you, you simply take a different route in that, in that re-scripting of the nightmare. And then you, before you go to bed, you just replay that nightmare, but with the different ending, the new ending. And that, again, it sends the message to your brain. You don't have to be stuck with this nightmare. You don't have to have the same thing happening again. Yeah. You can change it. And then it's amazing because the dreams, the nightmares themselves actually start to change in response to that. So in the nightmare, the terrible nightmare of being, I don't know, eaten by a monster, if you're a child, for example, it turns into, okay, the, mon the monster comes up to you and then you ask him, hey, should we be friends? And he says, yes, and you run off and play together. Very simple example. You know, and some of these, they sound too simple and people say, oh, well, you know. Yeah, like it sounds like, oh, it's too good to be true. Like, how could this even work? It's just my imagination, right? Exactly. But in fact, you know, I would really encourage anyone to just try this because it doesn't have to be difficult. It doesn't have to be complicated. And, and there is no time for that if you're in the midst of a crisis situation. There's no time to go digging deep and, you know, yeah. uh, looking at all these different methods. Just do, if you just do one thing, then just mentally change your nightmare and then rehearse that. And this ties in with my lucid imaging nightmare solution, which can be done as soon as you wake up from a nightmare. Okay. This is what I wanted to ask you about what to yeah. do when you, if you just wake up and you had just this terrible nightmare and you are just lying there in bed, sort of paralyzed and scared. Yeah. So the first thing to do is take care of yourself, take care of your body. Often we've, you know, we, we've broken out in sweat, our heart is pounding. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Get up, maybe go to the bathroom, have a drink of water and, uh, and get back into bed calm, you know, nice and calm. Remind yourself, okay, that was a, a nightmare. It's, it's okay. I can, I can deal with this. And if you, you ask yourself, you say, am I ready to do some nightmare work now? The answer may be no way. I don't want to go back into that. Mm, that's interesting. Okay. In which case, respect that because some nightmares are 
too horrendous to be faced alone. They simply are, and they need a friend, a trusted friend, or a therapist, especially ones linked to abuse, uh, long-term trauma, and so on. But if you feel like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go back into this nightmare, then you you kind of close your eyes and you go back into that nightmare. You have it in your mind's eye again. But this time, you know that you are in charge. You can imagine right. it's like you're the director or you have like, uh, you, you can rewind it, you can pause the action, you can fast forward, you can play around with it. And what I encourage people to do is go back to the tipping point, the moment that your dream became a nightmare, the yeah. moment the anxiety exploded. Mm -hmm. Go back to just before that tipping point. For some, some nightmares, it will be right from the beginning. They were terrible, so just go back to the beginning. <laughs> but other times, there's a really clear moment. Where yes. Think, it was okay, you know. I was just And then suddenly, right. Suddenly, yeah. So you go back before the tipping point, and then you press play. But this time, you know that you can act. You can change things. You can bring healing energy into that dream. You can bring friends and allies into that dream to help you. You have magical powers if you want them. You can heal anything. You can raise the dead. You can fly. You can turn invisible, escape. Whatever it is that feels right for you. And this is the important thing. It needs to just feel right for you. Don't try and make anything happen. Just see what happens when you go back into that nightmare, lucidly aware and uh, knowing that you are strong and that you have powerful allies who will help you with this. And then you run the dream action along, see where it takes you. It can be very surprising. And just see just see what happens until you find a nightmare solution something that resonates with you that makes you feel like oh okay that's better now and then you know you've found it and and that just simply doing that empowers you it changes something in your brain it changes something within that actual nightmare and it's quite, it's quite astonishing how quickly these techniques can work. I've tried it with, with people, obviously, in workshops as well, so not yes. directly after the nightmare. But I have tried it with my daughter after nightmares. And I talked her through the lucid imaging nightmare solution. And within six or seven minutes, she was completely happy, completely calm. She found her solution. and Went she back to sleep, yeah sleep um so it's it's a gift if we can just get back to sleep and have some healing rest you know that's all we want when when there's so much anxiety in our lives and so many so many nightmares yeah yeah that's that sounds very powerful and what you said about the endless possibilities of how this dream can go and the 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 knowing that you are powerful that you can bring your allies you can change anything you want you can bring the dead like you can do anything you want and it's and whatever feels comfortable for you that that feels like you know it leaves a lot of room for anyone for everyone to come with something that resonates for them that fits them that their their situation their nightmare exactly um i often think back to an, an example of a, a veteran who had ptsd nightmares for 30 years oh wow yeah. And uh, he wow. went to a clinical psychiatrist or psychologist mm -hmm. um, called Dr. Timothy Green. And Dr. Green suggested to him, okay, so pick a place in your nightmare story, because in the nightmare, he 
it was always the same thing. His buddy died with him in a battle. And that had really happened. It had actually happened. Mm. Traumatizing thing to have happened, but then it repeated, repeated, repeated in his dreams. So Dr. Green said, okay, go back to a point in that nightmare where the next time it happens, you will become lucid, you will become aware in that nightmare and, and just see yourself changing the dream in any way. So they talked about this. And then I think a couple of weeks later, the nightmare came back. And this time the veteran became lucid in that dream of his buddy dying in his arms on the, on the battlefield. And uh, he, he realized, okay, this is a dream. This, I can change things. And so he said to his buddy, the war is over. We're going mm -hmm. home. And then his buddy got up and they walked off the battlefield together. And after that, for at least two years after that, I don't, didn't hear anything about the story after that, but for at least two years, that nightmare, which had plagued him for 30 years, didn't return. Wow, that's so powerful. And that's such a beautiful example of no matter the circumstances or the trauma that happened to you or the nightmare you are relieving, there's always something that you can do that will bring you relief. That's that's incredible examples. I had shivers when you when you shared it. So thank you so much. And you touched on something that I would also like to bring to this conversation is about becoming lucid because this practice, if I understand well, obviously if you are already a lucid dreamer, then you can you know program yourself that and say, okay, when I become lucid in this dream, and then you kind of do the same thing that you would do in your imagination when you're awake, but when you are lucid asleep. But but it works as well if you are just, in quotes, just imagining, right? Like you don't need to be lucid in the dream itself in order for this to work. Exactly. And that is why I've developed so many of these techniques because so many people, you know, they're, they're like, well, I don't lucid dream very often. I only have one every six months or so. Yeah. I yeah, can't exactly. wait around for a lucid dream. Of course you don't wait around for a lucid dream to heal. Healing is always there. It's always available. And our dreams, the images, the plot scenarios, the circumstances that we explore within our dreams, they're always there. We can always do a dream re-entry. Close your eyes, imagine yourself back in the dream, and then change or respond in different ways. Send love, invite healing, invite allies, strong friends have superpowers, whatever it is that makes sense to you. We can do that all the time. We could do it right now. We could simply close our eyes and think of a nightmare and go back and change it. So it's always possible. Please hope nobody listening thinks they have to be lucid to have this healing. Because yeah, I wanted to clarify that because, yeah. you know, maybe you are not in the time of your life that you can learn lucid dreams or maybe it doesn't happen spontaneously to you. So that's that's very reassuring that you don't have to be actually lucid in the dream itself, but you can practice this when you are awake in when you go to this state of imagination. So I also wanted to ask you about inducing healing dreams. So let's say we are going through something very complicated, our circumstances are hard, and we are exposed to a lot of trauma and suffering. And when we go to bed, you know, maybe we don't have a nightmare that we need to rework before we go to bed, but maybe we would like to bring this extra beautiful healing dreams so we can regenerate during our sleep and get the power that we need to carry on with our waking life. So what, what advice would you give? What technique would you recommend for that? Yeah, this is something I love to, to, to bring into workshops. 
generally because it helps us to to calm down and feel happier in our waking life no matter what's going on but particularly in times of crisis and great stress and trauma so one one very simple thing we can do we have all i hope experienced moments of love beauty light joy happiness in our lives and many of us would have also had those feelings in a beautiful dream if you can think of a life experience like watching an amazing sunset yeah. uh, with your loved one or a dream you already had in the past where it just felt amazing so healing maybe you dissolved into this beautiful healing light or you were sitting in a in a place of great beauty and just felt completely happy take one of those moments either from waking reality or from your dreams and bring that into your mind's eye and you can do this before you go to bed but you can do it any time of day and what i like to do is breathe that image right through the body mm. really make it into a somatic practice so that your whole body is involved breathe it into the cells of your body and, and really feel the joy or whatever those the feelings were the the beauty the sense of safety well-being really feel those feelings animate your mm. physical body and when you feel like you're really feeling that feeling you're already you'll already be feeling so much better your heart rate will slow you'll i don't know it just makes you feel better from the inside out and at that point you can then say tonight i welcome healing dreams so just have that as like an invitation to your dreaming mind bring me a healing dream please <laughs> i mean i i see this so often as well that often in times of people's greatest need they will receive just an amazing dream if they're open to that it will come right. it will it will lift them up and it gives them resilience so they can wake up the next day saying okay this is a really terrible situation but i found the inner strength again i can do this and it gives them the strength to move forward in very difficult situations in their lives yeah Yes, thank you for sharing that beautiful technique. And again, I think it's very simple to do. You can put anything you want that brings you joy or feeling of love in your heart and bring it to your body and really program your mind to to dream something beautiful, something that will bring you rest and energy and maybe ideas like we we know that dreams can bring all kind of stuff if we are open to it, but it's so important to to practice this also during the hard times because we may be you know our head is not there and we may be completely overwhelmed and we don't know what to do and a lot of also guidance can come through those dreams and a lot of intuitive insight can come through those dreams so yeah. during these times we cannot we, we shouldn't only expect bad dreams okay this is kind of what i'm trying to say is that also a place a time maybe to say okay like i'm completely out in my waking life, it's just like too much. So I will surrender myself and see if maybe there is something in the dream for me and yeah. um, can be very healing. And that, that brings me to another very important part of dream work, which is, of course, writing down your dreams, keeping a dream journal. It's incredibly therapeutic to write. And when, when you're writing down your dreams, you know, you'll end up writing down parts of what's going on in your life as well. And it can just be super therapeutic just to lay it all out on the page with no judgments. And when we keep in touch with our dreams, we keep in touch with the deepest part of ourselves. For me, it's like we keep in touch with the world soul, you know, because we all dream. Beautiful. 
We all dream every night and dreams really are an expression of our soul. Um, and it's so wonderful to experience that deep connection with our dreaming mind, with our dreaming soul, uh, and just, yeah, write those dreams down or you could draw them in your dream journal if you prefer a quick sketch or something. Speak them into a recording device if you don't want to write them or draw them. Just find some way of recording them. And then you'll you'll catch the, the these amazing healing dreams as well, healing moments, moments of insight, moments of wisdom that are coming out of whatever situation we're currently going through. Yeah, yeah, and um, that's that's so true. And maybe on an ending on note, I would like to also touch very quickly on the subject of dream sharing in general with other people. And what's your view on that? And, and do you think that it also enhances the healing? And whether which we share the nightmares or we share the good dreams, like it can have an impact on us, right? Absolutely. There's something, it, it makes you feel heard and validated to, to share dreams and also hear other people's and know that they're going through something similar. You'll recognize their dream as your own on some level. And so it, it's such a deep way of sharing. It's incredibly powerful to, to do this. So I really encourage dream sharing, just taking the time, not trying to interpret each other's dreams. It's really not exactly. about that. Yeah. Um, just about listening and, and really feeling the, again, the soul of that dream, just coming through, bring it into a, a group situation or just with a friend, one friend, you know, if you feel safer that way and just allowing the dreams to, 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 to speak really, to, to share their own wisdom in the, in the group. Yeah. Yeah. Allow dream to speak. I really, I really, that really resonates with me. And as you said, the dream sharing doesn't need to be for the purpose of fixing anything or interpreting anything. It can help you build a connection with, with your loved ones, with your community during hard times. Yeah. In this magical way, it just brings people together and increases empathy and a lot of other beautiful things. There is actually research on that. So I really recommend everyone to share them. Good dreams, hard dreams. They want to say bad dreams, but hard dreams as well with others. So Claire, I would like to thank you so much for, for talking to me today and sharing your wisdom. And could you just tell us where the listeners can find more resources, some of your books, maybe courses, you have many things to offer. So Thank you. can you share that? Yeah, sure. You can just go over to deeplucidreaming.com. And that's my website. There's loads of information there also about nightmares, certainly about lucid dreaming. I also have, if you click on learn with me or courses mm -hmm. or something and you, you come through to all my video classes i have guided meditations they're really lovely for insomnia or nightmares and also for becoming lucid just speaking you <laughs> along helping you to go into a blissful sleep yeah with imaginative journeys and i have all my books uh, you'll find it all on deep lucid dreaming and but I, i i just wish you know everybody anyone who is going through a difficult time I just, I wish you really amazing deep dreams and I wish you the courage to continue and be strong, connect with the soul of the world and the soul of your dreams. Thank you so much, Claire. Thank you, Joanna. Thank you. I really hope that you enjoyed this show. If you did, please consider giving it a like and maybe leaving a review. And most importantly, 
feel free to share it with your family and friends. For more information about my work and projects, you can check out my website www.bluelotusqueendom.com.